Welcome to Salt Shaker 513 Podcast, where you will find devotions on a variety of topics along with teachings of biblical subjects to stir your spirit, encourage your spiritual growth, and infill you with the Word of God. Wherever you are, sit back and receive what God has for you in this message. A lot of times you hear a lot of teachings on sowing, reaping, seed time and harvest, giving, but a lot of people don't address, and I'll be honest, like this is something I just, I was reading my normal study time and I went through this maybe I think a week or two ago and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like we we rely on our own feelings a lot of times and this is something we shouldn't do of when to sow, what to sow, and where to sow into. But the word there is a passage in the scripture that where the word shows us that God can give us specific wisdom on where to sow our seed, when to sow our seed, and what seed to sow. But there are a few things that we have to address before we get to that. So let's let's go ahead and get started. Proverbs 20. And I saw, actually, I think one or two of our partners post either this scripture or the next one I'm going to read just in the last day or two, which is funny. Proverbs 20, verse 4. I'm going to read it in two different translations. We're going to read it in the New Living first. Proverbs 20, verse 4. Those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. Good morning, Mr. Hagen Sr. We just started. Proverbs 20, verse 4, New Living. Those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. Listen to it in the Amplified. Listen to it in the Amplified. And Pastor Tim, this is going to give you revelation. The lazy man does not plow when the winter planting season arrives, so he begs at the next harvest and has nothing to reap. So if we think about that, in, at winter, what do we think? We think barren lands. We think it's, it's cold. That's the time to like just kind of be lazy and sit inside, right? How many times in our sowing, oh, we're like, oh, I don't have anything to sow. Things are tight right now. This right here says if you don't plant during the winter when everything looks barren to the eye, then you won't have anything to reap during the harvest season. So what does that tell me? That even in barren times, even when things are tight, even when it looks like there's not enough money in the natural eye, or not even time, you could do this with time, then you still sow because God has something for you in the right time. So true, can't get lazy in the winter, can't stop planting just because it looks bare. Tim's a, a farmer, Pastor Tim's a farmer, a gardener, um, just a, a man of the land. So he knows. All right, so listen to this. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 4. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. So if you're continually waiting for the right time, for things to be right, you're never going to reap a harvest because you never have seed in the ground. You can only reap a harvest if you have seed in the ground. There's a song by William McDowell that talks about send the rain. And one of the lines in there that messes with my head that really gets me and convicts me is it says that rain is only a nuisance to those people that don't have seed in the ground. 
Rain is only a nuisance if you don't have seed in the ground. If you think about it in the natural from a farmer's perspective, they love rain because they know they have seed in the ground and they know that it's going to produce a harvest. All right, so let's, let's actually get into this. So before we get to our, our main scripture today, there's one thing that we have to prepare. That's ourselves. We, we have to make sure that we are prepared to reap a harvest. So let's go to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. We'll start in verse 1. Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lake shore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into a boat. Then he sat in the boat while all the people remained on the shore. He taught them by telling many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. He scattered it across his field. Some of the seed fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because of the soil because the soil was shallow but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun and since it didn't have deep roots it died other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants so they produced no grain still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they sprouted grew and produced a crop that was 30 60 and even a hundred times as much as had been planted then he said anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand Verse 10, later when Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples and with the others who were gathered around, they asked him what the parable meant. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parables for everything I say to outsiders so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand. Otherwise, they will turn to me and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how would you understand the other parables? Verse 14, good morning, Kaisha. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away soon as they, as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Good morning, Q. Verse 18, the seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire of other things, so no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much had been planted. So in order to produce a harvest, we have to be able to accept God's word, be good soil ourselves before we can produce any harvest. So if you saw the title, the title of the message is how to know what to sow, when to sow, where to sow. So we are going to go to Isaiah 28, Isaiah 28. Like I said, I was just reading this. I've read it, I don't know how many times, and I was reading it like last week or the week before, and it really stood out to me as the Lord will give us specific wisdom on 
where to sow to reap the harvest that we are believing for. When to sow, how much to sow, all of that. So here we go. Isaiah 28, verse 23 through 29. If anyone's putting the notes in there. I think Miss Kay was. Yeah. Isaiah 28, 23 through 29. Listen to me. Listen and pay close attention. Does a farmer always plow and never sow? Is he forever cultivating the soil and never planting? Does he not finally plant his seeds, black cumin, cumin, wheat, barley, and emmer wheat, each in its proper way? So that shows me that there are different ways to sow different types of seeds. That means there are different types of offerings, different types of um, seeds that if you want to reap a different type of harvest. Verse 26, the farmer knows just what to do, for God has given him understanding. That means God can give you specific understanding on how to multiply and how to increase based on your seed. Verse 27, a heavy sledge is never used to thresh black cumin, rather it is beaten with a light stick. A threshing wheel is never rolled on cumin, instead it is beaten lightly with a flail. Grain for bread is easily crushed, so he doesn't keep pounding it. He threshes it under the wheels of a cart, but he doesn't pulverize it. So what does this mean? Hey Jeff, good morning. It means that when you sow into different places, you treat your seeds differently. So if you're expecting one harvest, you sow it differently than if you're expecting a different harvest. If, if you're expecting the devourer to be rebuked, that's the harvest you want, then you sow your tithes and offerings into the storehouse. If you're wanting increase, or if you were believing for a raise and you just got that raise, then you sow your first fruits directly to your pastor. If you're believing for souls, then you sow a seed into a ministry that is winning souls. If you're believing for a vehicle, start paying someone else's car payment. If you're believing for a house, pay someone else's month of their rent or their mortgage. There's different types of seeds based on the harvest you want to receive. Then this, this is the last verse really, really gets me. The Lord of Heaven's armies is a wonderful teacher, and he gives the farmer great wisdom. So if you say, Father, this is the harvest I want, but I don't know what kind of seed I should sow. I don't know where I should sow it, into what person, into what ministry. I don't know when I should sow it. I don't know what amount. This passage right here tells us that the Father gives us great wisdom. He gives us understanding. We know that he gives seed to the sower. He knows he wants us to re that he wants us to reap a harvest. But knowing when to sow it, where to sow it, how much to sow it, and how to treat the seed is very important. And many times that we haven't received the harvest we wanted because we sowed the seed into the wrong place at the wrong time, that we weren't obedient to the amount that he told us. But if we focus on this passage and we ask the Lord for wisdom on how to sow so that we reap the harvest that we intend to reap, then it's going to start making a big change in our life and we're going to start seeing har the harvest that we want to reap. So that really stood out to me and really changed my mindset and a lot of my thinking on sowing and reaping. And th that's what I love about the Word is I've read the Word I don't know how many times, but when you continually read it, 
the more time you spend in it, the more wisdom, the more understanding, the more revelation you get from it. So again, we'll just review real quick. Proverbs 20 verse 4, those too lazy to plow in the right season will never have food at the harvest. The Amplified says the lazy man does not plow when the winter planting season arrives, so he begs at the next harvest season and has nothing to reap. So even when things look barren, you still need to sow. You still need to ask the Lord for wisdom on where to sow. Uh, Ecclesiastes 11.4, farmers who wait for the perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Then we read in Mark 4, 1 through 20, the types of soil. And then we finished off with Isaiah 28, 23. So, Pastor Tim kind of talked about it briefly on Monday. We, you know we are involved in soup kitchens. We actually have someone in a country right now. Good morning, Lisa. I'm wrapping up. Sorry. Uh, we have someone in another country right now scouting out some locations for soup kitchens. We help orphans and women that have been sexually trafficked, sexually abused in the Philippines. And as the board, one thing we have talked about this or in the last seven to ten days is getting involved helping widows. And we've actually started, we're in the process of starting that uh, now. So we are currently helping someone do some stuff around their house. We're going to start paying some of their bills, that kind of stuff. So, the, you know, the Word tells us there are some specific things the Word tells us to do. Tithes, offerings, give to the needy, give to the poor, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, take care of the widows, the orphans. And that's what we intend to do. We, we intend to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. We intend to help those that the Word tells us to help. So if you want to be a part of that, I know many of you are. If you want to jump on and sow your first seed directly to be a part of supporting the widow that we have identified. And Pastor Tim and I went back and forth of what kind of person that we want to support. Someone that is faithful to the church. Someone that doesn't have help from their family for whatever reason that is. That's the kind of person we want. Not someone that's not faithful to the church. Not someone that's just sitting on their bum. So we have identified a person and we are going to take care of that person. So if you want to be a part of that, you can give on Cash App, dollar sign, 513 Salt Shaker. Yeah, I mean, Don, Don, is it okay if I share your testimony that you sent me on Monday? If it is, let me know. So you can give on Cash App, dollar sign, 513 Salt Shaker. You can give on Zelle, which is just our email address, thesaltshaker513 at gmail.com. You can give on Venmo and PayPal. All right, so here's Don's, Don's uh, testimony. Good morning, Pastor Sean. While watching Salt Shaker today, I was reminded about a testimony. I love missions. In 2008, while attending my former church, I felt the Lord say that I was going on another mission trip in 2020. It's been a long time since I've been on a mission trip. Questioned how this could happen since the church didn't really do things like that. He told me to trust him, so I forgot what I was told. Fast forward to me start going to church in the city on De in December 2020 and becoming a member in January 2021. I was excited to hear that CITC had a missions program, but I didn't make any plans to go on any mission trips. 
I had still forgotten what I was told. In fact, I told Elder Barbara I wasn't sure if I could go because of XYZ. Basically, she was making up excuses. Late July, I still hadn't committed to El Salvador, but felt strong urge that I was supposed to go. At this point, I still didn't have an updated passport, but went that day and started the process and was told, even with expediting, many were still waiting 12 to 18 weeks, and I may not receive it. When I agreed to go and get the passport, the word from 2018 came back to me. I missed it a little bit when I thought he had said I'd go in 2020, but that's okay. 2021 is still close. I received my passport in only 30 days. I told Elder Barber that I was going to do this trip totally 100% by faith, and I didn't feel like I was supposed to ask for money from anyone or send letters or do fundraising. God would provide. I paid the initial $200 deposit myself plus about $20 or $30 and other offerings I put towards it. She took her son to Galveston for a quick birthday trip. And while she was there, the person over the missions texted and said someone sewed $400 towards her trip. She says, I barely even knew the person. Three days later, driving home, I was worshiping in the rain and thanking God for the funds. And she gets a ding on her phone from PayPal. Someone out of state sent her another $350 for her trip. She never asked for the funds. She just told people, hey, I'm going to El Salvador. Last Sunday, a um, person over our missions asked if she's still trusting God for funds, and I said yes. I still needed roughly $750. She said someone, in parentheses, I barely know, someone else gave me $200 towards the trip. So she still needed another $550. That night she texted again. That last person has decided to put the rest in and the funds will be fully paid. There you go. There you go. So if you want to be a part of what we're doing or if you want to increase, I know some people this year have increased their partnership or maybe you want to sow a specific seed. Like I said, we're about to take care of a, a widow. That We're about to do some stuff around her house. Then we're going to start paying some of her bills. So if, if that's something you want to be a part of, you can always sow specifically into that. If you want to sow gold bars, you can always give us some gold bars. You know, you, this goes back to what we just talked about. You want to, if you want to reap something, you've got to sow the same type of seed. If you want to reap gold, you've got to sow some gold. If you want to reap a vehicle, you've got to start pouring into someone else's vehicle. Maybe buy them tires. Maybe buy their oil change. Wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. And the Lord will do something with it. So, I love you. We at Salt Shaker 513 love you. If you ever need anything, reach out. And we will take care of you. We love you. Thank you guys so much for partnering with us. Uh, I kind of teased it a little bit a couple weeks ago. Those of you that are partners, if you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area then you're going to want to get to Dallas-Fort Worth. In the, what, Pastor Tim, do you remember the dates we said? I think it's like the 8th, 9th of January. Those of you that are in Dallas-Fort Worth, the 8th or 9th, you may want to just leave those evenings open. Uh, we want to just tell you what the Lord is telling us to do next. And we just want to spend some time with you and thank you, tell you how much we appreciate you partnering with us, believing in us, and... really just hopping on board with the preaching of the word. I wanted to be careful with what I said there. So we love you guys, and we will see you.
tomorrow. Have a good weekend. We believe that message spoke to you today and will continue to have a lingering effect as you carry on with your day. Come back frequently for new messages and go and check out Salt Shaker 513 on Facebook, Instagram, and saltshaker513.com. You can also partner with us and all that God is doing on our website at saltshaker513.com. We love you and we look forward to spending some time together again soon.